uh, I think you should leave. See, I haven't seen it. And what? part of the reason I haven't, I, I haven't watched it because it's a sketch. What? <laughs> you haven't watched I Think You Should Leave? Wait, all right. Technically a sketch show, The Muppet Show. Okay. See, does, any, <laughs> does anybody really like The Muppet Show? What? I mean, Dan, how much time two- is on that timer? Uh, welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And Eins Rand, Dustin Rolls. Oh, now I do hear that echo. Eins <laughs> Rand. Is it Eins? Did you say it? Eins? Isn't it Eins? Is it Ann? I thought it was people. Is it Ein? Tori? Mm-hmm. Tiebreaker on this. I don't read it. Is it Ayn Rand or I think Ayn it's Rand? I think it's Ayn. I thought it was Ayn, but mm. all the fancy people say that. Oh, which yeah, which Ayn. probably means it's wrong. Anyway, um, it was originally going to be Dan's libertarian wet dream, but then that wasn't as funny because where, you're not. Why? Yeah. What was the source of that? Where would that have come from? I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. It was what I was thinking. Much like a wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I don't know that I like my name being so close to wet dream in or any libertarian. Context. Or libertarian. <laughs> or libertarian. Well that too. But maybe it was a different Dan. <laughs> You're not the that, only Dan. That makes me feel better. Um, <laughs> uh, what wet dream would you have rather he he named himself after? <laughs> I don't know. Producer Seth. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, Most Fackles Wet Dream. It's already, it's kind of an oxy. No. It's yeah, already there. there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, this show's already off the rails because we have no, we're, Dustin has, uh, has claimed, has decided that we're going to throw out the rundown. Uh, free ball it, as he put gonna, it. That's what he said. Free, we're going to free ball it. So uh, we have, we have two actual segments and then we're, and then chaos. Yes. Um, but before we get to that, uh, we have to know what everyone is drinking tonight. So, Dustin, what are you starting with? I have Corona tonight. Oh. This is my first drink. I had uh, one in the back of the refrigerator that I found. It's, it's one of those weeks where you just, like, whatever's left. Oh, oh. So, it's like <laughs> groceries cost a lot now, right? Yeah. Because of inflation? Yes. So, I decided, and I feel terrible about this but i i needed to test it so i went to a walmart super center to buy groceries this week i know, I know. was it but your the, first time in a walmart the, well no i worked at one for four years in college oh. but i hate the corporation right. obviously it's walmart and in arkansas there's like a super center every uh five miles well because their headquarters all there, there is yeah Right, right. Yeah. So I and where I worked was about twenty miles from the headquarters. Um. Anyway, and the thing is, it's a it's a lot cheaper. As a, and I just wanted to see if it actually was, and oh my god, so much cheaper. <laughs> but also, you have to be in a Walmart supercenter, and the reason why it's so cheap, I think, is because they don't. They're huge. Have yeah. you been in a supercenter? Uh, not okay. in a so supercenter. Just in there. I guess it's like a normal center. It's like a building. I haven't been no, in no, it, I, but it's next to the Home Depot, so it's Home Depot sized. <laughs> yes, the one with the grocery store. I mean, old school Walmart's didn't have grocery stores. I don't know. Yeah, we have one in Maine that doesn't have a grocery store, somewhat nearby, and then that has a small grocery section. But then this yeah. one is like a huge ass grocery section that has everything you want, right? Including like all the craft beers, which was crazy. Um, and they were cheaper. It, yeah. And so you bought Corona from the craft beer section? No, no. <laughs> I I bought Allagash, and I put it in the cart, and at some point between the cart and the register, it fell out of the cart, and I didn't notice it. And no one said anything because it's Walmart, and they suck. I'm sure there was some somebody near me, 
saw it fall out of the cart. You know, I put it on the bottom thing. Oh, I'm like, that's not how carts work. No, not out of the basket. Yeah, I was trying to figure out where <laughs> oh. the, where the no. beer went. I mean, were they cans or bottles? It was in, like, cans. Did you just oh, okay. drink it? So I was going to say, if it was bottles, you probably would have heard it. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so it's huge. And there's only two, there were only two manned cash registers in the whole place. And the rest is just, like... Self-service? Yeah, which is f fine. Except I had, like, a week's worth of groceries. Oh. But... Also, I'm really good at it because I worked at Walmart for four years, so it's not a problem. I like I, I still remember a lot of the codes. <laughs> 4011 for bananas, for instance. <laughs> so this was really like a homecoming for you, if anything. It A little bit, but I still felt really bad about it. Although, I mean, it's not like Hannaford's is like... Yeah. I mean, they're all sort of corporations. Um, and this one just happens to be really cheap. So we were just talking about inflation because uh, we realized we were out of rice. And rather than going to like the proper grocery store, which is like an, a half an hour away, we decided to see what they had at Beaudry's, our local gas station wine store, general, yes. general store. <laughs> um, so the only rice that they had was like a box of uh, minute rice. Which my oh, my dear husband not even had rice. right my he and he did not know what it was, um, but it was, <laughs> and the box of minute rice was five dollars. So he oh comes God. back and he's like, "Man, inflation!" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, it's also a tiny little store. Like they <laughs> they like mark everything up because they're not selling. You know, nobody's going there for minute rice. You know." Um, and then I had to, and then he had to explain like he's like, "Why is why are the instructions for minute rice different than like?" Carolina rice or like any of the other rice and I'm like because it's pre-cooked it's been cooked and dehydrated that's minute rice um so we that's why it yeah, takes a minute that's why it takes a minute yeah um and it was just great seeing him just completely baffled like what <laughs> like this is a thing and I paid five dollars for it <laughs> so I used to eat a lot of um when I when I was growing up mashed potatoes came in a box yes and I didn't have the real ones until I was in my 20s. And now, of course, I can't eat the ones in the box because they're disgusting. They're just like, it's like a powder and you add milk or yeah. water. I don't remember. And then you just stir it and it fluffs up. But canned bread you'll eat. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So here's one. So I never had the boxed mashed potatoes when I was growing up. But we did always have the boxed, like, potatoes au gratin. Oh, yeah. I think that was okay, right? And that wasn't bad, but to the point where, like, yeah. I literally didn't know how or that people made potatoes au gratin without the box. <laughs> like, it just never, it's sort of like, like, when I was growing up, like, I never knew that beets existed outside of a can. Like, if you mm. wanted beets, you just got canned beets. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. There are just certain foods where it was like, it just never occurred to me that you made them. <laughs> well, yeah, you were just at Walmart, sitting in the pantry. I noticed the woman in front of me had nothing but canned vegetables, and I remembered that's what I grew up on. If you wanted yeah. green beans, it came in a can. Mm -hmm. It came in a can, yeah. Or like and the it frozen. Did not taste good. The frozen foil bricks of like Green Giant. Did you ever have yeah. those? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Frozen yeah. peas. And like sometimes they're handy. Like you know, I, the crushed spinach one. Like if you're making something that needs spinach in it, like the little brick of spinach is easy. Yeah, if you're doing like a dip. Not if you're like having a salad, but right. you know. No. Um, I always liked canned green beans because they were extra salty. Really? That makes sense. They, yeah, they're just like, like they weirdly salty. Really soggy though, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when you get the French cut ones and they're just super skinny, <laughs> it's like really weird. For, for us, hmm. the thing that I didn't realize until much later that people actually made was mac and cheese. Because it was always just like the craft blue box. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that was like one of the first things that my sister and I learned we're like allowed to make by ourselves. So we're like, oh, yeah, this is how you make mac and cheese. Like you take yeah. the stuff out of the box and you dump it in the water and then you add some yeah. butter and there you go. Yep. And it was, uh, I don't know, I'll still eat it because when well, we it's had the, great. yeah, yeah. We have the box mac, mac and cheese was like a side, but then you make the baked mac and cheese as a whole meal. Yeah. I, I mean, they're just, you just have to acknowledge that they're two different, they fill two different needs. Mm -hmm. Like box mac and cheese is legitimate 
and so is you know homemade baked mac and cheese. It's right. just that's a casserole. And you, add, and you can add ham to either one. Yes, or bacon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I buy the little uh, pancetta crumbles. Oh, just yeah, yeah. just to pr- to <laughs> pre cook when I'm making pasta dishes, mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. I just throw in a little pancetta. Fancy. Yeah, it's how you class everything up. Um, I, I I should note before I forget, uh, we're trying something this week <laughs> that where we started a timer uh, when the episode started at it's a it's a one hour timer and whenever the timer goes off. That's the end of the episode. So, so just so where you know, are we at now? We're uh, we're ten minutes in. <laughs> so, Jesus. <laughs> so Tori, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, I've got some Pinot Grigio. Uh, I don't know, ninety plus cellars. That seems odd. I don't know. It's fine. It's good. It's sweet. Um, I was drinking it a little too fast because it's very like cold and refreshing. So then I, I added some seltzer to it just to try and like. What's Calm the alcohol myself. content? I don't know. Wine? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a different? It's a normal wine. I don't know. Like alcohol by volume, 12.5%. Oh, okay. Is that normal for wine? Probably. That's probably about right. Oh, the like taste. It's... Golden yellow in color. That's not a taste. Uh, with ripe apple, pear, and apricot aromas. Also not taste. Hovering above notes of wildflower and honey. Oh, this is mm. why I bought it. Medium bodied with a generous smack of minerality. Oh, I, like, I, like that. I just really want generous smack. smacked. <laughs> Did that minerality come from the. Huh? I, is minerality? Yeah. It must be. It wouldn't be in a wine bottle if it weren't. Yeah. Mm. All right. Did you get that at the, uh, uh, the uh, gas station? No, they would have marked it up. I got it at the uh, grocery store that has the liquor store attached to it. Um, the one that had the green state lager clock that I keep wanting to steal. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Green state Vermonter. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what. <laughs> the <laughs> the Dan, green what beer. are you drinking? <laughs> yeah, the green state lager. God yeah. damn it. Uh, I am drinking, uh, so, uh, Michter's. Small batch American whiskey. I'm trying to hold it up to the camera that our listeners can't see. Uh, but the bottle's oh, empty. Yeah. This is it. I've finished it finally. But um, we're only 10 minutes in. Well, yeah. So, I mean, there was only a little bit left. It wasn't like full, you know. Do you have a backup? So, plan? you have a backup. Uh, I mean, I have enough for tonight, I think. It's all in the cup at this point. You just said we only had a little bit. Yeah. And then you also said I had enough for tonight. Yeah, but it's. And that it's, doesn't make any well, sense. It's whiskey. Well, it's so a little well, bit of Dustin whiskey. Dustin and I are showing is, full bottles. <laughs> look, whiskey, it, it, this is like 42% alcohol, so it's it's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll allow it. Um, all right. Well, we're already, we've already wasted plenty of time uh, uh, talking about. Was it about, a waste, though? Yeah, green, canned green beans, never a waste. I just mean Walmart the, Super Center. Oh, wait, wait. I have a Walmart <laughs> television story. Hold on. Hold on. I have been to the uh, Walmart headquarters because I was I had to go to pitch the uh, Doctor Who merchandise to like you, You've been to to Arkansas? The headquarters there? Yep. Oh wow. That's to, a, that's a crazy town. Like it was all I saw of it was Yeah. Yes. Um, I had to go in with like my boss and help and yeah, I was helping her pitch them like the buyers, the Walmart buyers, um, like trying to prove to them that like middle America would enjoy Doctor Who merchandise. (laughs) Um, I think it worked sort of. Doctor Who in a Walmart. Yeah. Right. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. Uh, We were really pushing it. I think our big thing was like, you know. Lego finally got on board with Doctor Who, so we're like, how much more mainstream can you get, Walmart? <laughs> um, but we knew they weren't going to oh go for our other stuff. <laughs> Are you excited about the new Doctor Who? Yes. And the new companion. Yes. Oh my God, so great. All of it. That's television related. Although, here's my thing. Everyone's so already talking about the 60th anniversary, and I'm, I still like the 50th anniversary. I love the 50th anniversary. How close are we to the 60th anniversary? Has it? Next, next year. Holy shit, Wait, it's what? been nine years since the 50th? Uh, it would be 2023 would be the 60th anniversary. 
because it was uh, nineteen. Jesus. It premiered in nineteen sixty three. I th- yeah. Was the fiftieth the one where they had all the doctors? Yes. Yeah. That was in twenty. It was like a really good episode in, in the midst of like a crap run, as I recall. No. Well, I mean, it was early was it? Uh, Matt Smith, so it wasn't. It hadn't gone completely. Well, it was. It was. Early in, Je- like, Karen was gone, but Jenna was on. Oh, so I guess yeah, maybe it was, was the downturn of Matt's, but yeah, it was a great episode. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, since Doctor Who hasn't been the same since Amy left. Yeah. So yeah, this would have been like right after Amy left. Yeah. And you're telling me that was ten years ago. That's insane. That doesn't then, sound. Yeah. All right. Well, I think. Um, am I wrong? No. I, mean, I no, think I mean, the 60th it. anniversary is coming up. I mean, it is. I think it's, yeah, I think it was 1963. It was <sighs> What are you drinking now? Allagash? <laughs> no, farmhouse pale ale. In a wine glass. I like that the Corona didn't write a wine glass, but now that you're No, you can't a... put a, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even pour Corona in a glass. That's a bottle Beer Bottle kind of only, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What's the timer at now? Oh, let's see. Uh, we have, uh, we're at 44.15 is what left. we have okay. left. So. All right. So okay. That's good. Uh, we, we spent about a quarter of the episode on, uh, you know, greeting chatter. Chatter okay. and, and vague TV stuff. But uh, now it's time for uh, Dustin Explains Television Presents oh. Dustin's Five oh. Minute Free For All. Tell me when. Uh, okay. It's, uh, it's uh, the new weekly segment where Dustin is going to uh, tell us all about all the TV he watched this week, and then we will ask questions afterward. Uh, Tori is going to time him this week. All right. Ready? And, I'm going to start. Wait, not yet. Let me <laughs> preface it by saying last week it was completely scripted. Yeah, we noticed. This week. Which we didn't like. No, I know. <laughs> this week <laughs> I'm going off the cuff. So... I may I may not know what happened in any particular episode. I only wrote down the episodes of television I watched, so I'm, I'm going to have to also recall what happened this week. In five minutes. Okay, tell me when. All right. Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Before you start, uh, for, for uh, this is just a, a friendly reminder. Dustin, don't hit the table as you emphasize your point because you, it, it, we can hear it on the microphone every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or try not to, you know. I'm sure All right. you will. I will try. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Um, 911, uh, there was a serial killer uh, who happened to be the medic who almost killed Chim. I think I talked about it on last week's podcast because I'd watched it just before. It was okay. Uh, better call Saul. Um, Saul got in a fight with. He got into an actual actual boxing ring with uh, uh, Hamlin, and Hamlin knocked him out, which is also part of the plan that I don't understand yet, but that'll come later. Uh, we Own the City was the, um, Dan, what's his name? The focus Jamie episode Hector. for, yes, We're Jamie not allowed Hector. to talk. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. New Amsterdam was a two-parter. They had an hour episode on Monday and one on Tuesday, and basically, Max got back to the hospital. Uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, the mayor was recalled, and Holly Hunter's character is going to go uh, in the race against him, and also an influencer. It's going to be a disaster, but it was canceled, so I'm sad about that. This is us. Uh, the Pearsons had to decide what to do with Rebecca after Miguel died, and... Oh, damn it, dog. Um... Kevin's going to move back in with his mom, uh, was the takeaway. And there's only two episodes left of that. Uh, Survivor, oh, another one of those. It had the, uh, the do or die game. And for the second season in a row, the person did it. And so they, oh, it's crazy, crazy chaos. But uh, made for a great episode. Uh, Kung Fu, we'll, that's, uh, we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, home economics. Uh, Topher Grace's character had to decide on a new publisher. Uh, and he ended up going with a small art house publisher instead of the one, instead of selling out. 
uh, girls five Ebba. Pass. I don't remember. Her. <laughs> uh, hacks. Two episodes. Uh, oh, that was that was a good twist, and that I, I'm glad that the secret didn't get uh, strung out the whole season long. And we'll talk about that one, I'm sure, later. Uh, made for love. Uh, oh yeah, the consciousness took over the bodies, and now I don't know where the hell this show is going to go. Uh, uh, a flight attendant, Sharon Stone, was on, and it was great, and she slapped... It was like an Im- improvised slap of um, Kaylee Cuoco. Great episode, though. Um, uh, the Staircase, I love this show, but I don't understand why everyone's so obsessed with it, because I knew I, I never watched the Netflix show. I only knew it from um, Trial and Error, the NBC sitcom. So that was my sort of entry point into this. And the performances are great. Uh, and the writing is fantastic, but it's not as... it's The case is not as fun as the uh, Trial and Error sitcom. Uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, I think this is like, after Saul, my favorite show on right now. Uh, Andrew Garfield is fantastic. Uh, Taskmaster. Oh, so I figured out if you use a VPN, totally legal, and you set yourself up in London, you can watch it on their streaming network. Uh... Law and Order, terrible episode, like the worst episode of a terrible, terrible season. Uh, Top Chef, uh, the right person went home. Oh, she had undercooked squid. Oh, disgusting. Um, uh, Shining Girls, uh, pass. Uh, Atlanta, it was not one of my favorite episodes. Uh, The Lincoln Lawyer, I watched all 10 episodes over the weekend, and it was, despite the bad reviews, I thought much better than I expected. I like David E. Kelly, though. Um, Saturday Night Live was an absolutely dreadful episode. Um, Selena Gomez, uh, it did have a couple of good things, but like, oh, the cold open was just like miserably bad. It was about the Depp Amber trial and Amber Heard pooping in the bed. I don't know. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead somehow continues to get worse week after week. I love you for that. They're still like, I don't know how they're going to work around this lie. And, but they're going to have a cancer telethon next week, which is awkward because she doesn't actually have cancer. Uh, the Time Traveler's Wife also has been getting terrible reviews, but I kind of liked it. But I also like the book. And I know there's a lot of grooming stuff. Like, that's an issue. But they, I think that they tried and half successfully, like, neutralized that in the episode. Uh, on Barry, we'll probably talk about that shortly, but everything is unraveling and, like, Barry may be leaving and his girlfriend dumped him and uh, then the rookie alright that's good that's good uh, by my count that's I made it to Sunday night 26 uh, that's right there, there were a couple that you passed on but or said we'll talk about but still 20, so even also, without those I also really appreciate the fact that you made the list and then you passed like <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not like we gave you a list and you were like no. <laughs> like, I could not remember. <laughs> oh, what that what that 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 just gave me an idea for an evolution of this uh, uh, for next week is that uh, next week maybe Dustin should make his list and then we get to call out which show you have to talk about next. Oh God! And then oh. you just have to do it. <laughs> yes, yes. I that think. might be. Uh... That yeah, that might be more helpful. We'll try calling out the shows anyway. Um, um, yeah. Wait, so questions? we can ask you. Yeah, questions. So, uh, yeah. Time Traveler's Wife. How many episodes have you seen, or how many are like? Just is it? I, airing? I just saw the first one. Okay. I think it, yeah, it's airing weekly. It's HBO and yeah, for like eight or ten. And you're enjoying it. But it, it ends. Yeah. And you've read the book? Um no, I remember Seen the movie. Oh, the movie was really bad. Yeah. The uh, book was just devastating, uh, but really good. Um, and Stephen Moffat is the guy to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of interested in the show because of Moffat, because, like, it, yeah, this actually seems like something that he would turn around yeah. well. Um, but also, like, I I really like Theo James. <laughs> But I'm always torn on whether I only like him as a voice actor or if I actually like him, like, because he's very attractive on screen. Right. He has a great voice. 
and he has a great voice. And so I'm like, I like his voice acting performances in cartoons. And I like looking at him. Guy, he sounds like a prince charming guy. No, he's or an evil guy. Uh, Sometimes he's kind of evil or just sort of like uh, uh, morally neutral. Often, you know, Mm. he's not always the lead. Like when they did, they did an animated uh, Witcher movie, like prequel movie, and he played uh, was it Vesemir or whatever, Um, and he was great. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, um, he's he's really good in this. I think the it's kind of hard to do on television because of the amount of time jumping involved. Because yeah. it basically like I'm going to tell you this story about the time that I jumped back in time, and then from there it's just going to go all jump back and forth in different places in time, and it and both characters like um what's her name Rose the Leslie Game of Thrones. Rose, so yeah. she meets him for the first time. Uh, he meets her for the first time, but she's already known him for 14 years. Right. And it, so there's a lot of that going on. And also it ends with, like, the, the pilot episode ends with his death, which I feel like didn't come until the end of the book. Huh. But then, so you know what's coming, but you would know what's coming anyway because... Whatever. People, people think, die. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. pretty big spoiler. <laughs> uh, but like you know how Moffat is really good at those big emotional episodes of Doctor Who. This yeah. is sort of like just just a big wet gooey love story. Really having a week for wet things, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you, you were by that. Y- yeah, you're, you're you've. You seem to be really fixated on uh, moisture in various forms. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's jump around. So Hacks. Um, I only watched the first episode. I knew there was a second episode. So oh. you're saying the secret is revealed in the second oh, episode. Yeah. Dan, did you see them both? I, I saw both, yes. Oh, man. So uh, yeah, so it's, they really, really... They de- handled it really. Yeah, is it? Perfectly. I mean, we're gonna yeah. spoil it for you, Tori. If that's... No, it's fine. Yeah. I don't, I'm gonna watch it like later tonight. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how, yeah. What happened? Well, it's one of those things that that they they the show going back to even last season. It's done a really good job, I think, of like when you think something's gonna be hanging over it for you know the whole season, then they just right. they'll cut it, they'll undercut it, and be like, okay, it's we're blowing it up, and then we'll you know get to we'll deal with whatever comes next instead of just having it be like dragging it. Yeah. Yeah. Dragging it out. Um, so the way that they handled it was, uh, basically the second episode is just, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ava. She's, she's in, um, it's basically hanging over her. She's in agony and like wants to tell the truth. Uh, their manager, their shared manager is like, don't tell, I will fix this. Um, right. So his runner is all about trying to fix it. Um, she's trying to, you know, not tell while basically the entire, you know, everything that happens to them over the episode is built around like making her feel more and more guilty. Uh, and so she finally tells the truth uh, in a crystal shop in Sedona. And uh, so Jean Smart starts throwing crystals at her. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and the, of course, that's also right after, uh, their manager had finally like gone through all the humiliation of, you know, how that fixes it. So he's fixed it and he's like, great. He's like buried the email. Yeah. And then, and then she, and, and he calls her and says, I've done it. You know, it was terrible, but I fixed it. And she says, I just told her. Um, and so, and then, uh, from there. And then she had to. Read the email to her. Yeah. So, th- so then you go to they go to dinner, uh, and it's that's like the most emotionally like tense and frustrate not frustrating but like uh, devastating scene because like Jean Smart makes her read the email, um, and it's mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can you know you get both obviously the the feeling of how. Uh, 
how much this hurts. This hurts both of them kind of equally, right? Right. Um, and, you know, Ava's sure she's going to be fired. Uh, the next morning she gets up and the car is gone and she assumes that, you know, that she left her behind. Um, but then she pulls up and uh, drives her away. And, you know, there she she's like, I, I thought about it and I forgive you. And she's like, oh, thank God. You know, I feel... I feel so much better and I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be a better person. And then, uh, their manager, whose name I keep forgetting calls Ava and says, uh, and says, uh, what is Gene Smart's character's name? Deborah. Deborah. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I regret to inform you that Deborah is suing you for breaking your NDA as they're sitting side by side in the car. (laughs) And, uh, and she's like, you're suing me. She's like, Oh, this will be a good lesson for you. You know, you need to learn how to be sued. <laughs> and, oh um, and it's kind of the perfect way of, you know, it's one of those things that the show does so well where they, they find the perfect way of releasing the tension and then finding a new, but like finding a way for, the, for it to still be true to, in this case, to Deborah's character and to be like, no, this is, this is now how she's going to, you know, mess with her. Yeah. Um, a new pivot for the tension. Yeah. Um, um Oh, that's I great. wish they could I'm do that in I Love You for that, where they could, because they're in like three episodes and she's got this, she lied about having cancer mm-hmm. and that's like the lie that's underlying the entire, entire series and I wish they could figure out how to get out of that, but I don't see how. She just keeps digging herself deeper and deeper and deeper into the lie. There's something about, that is always the thing that is so awkward for me as a viewer, like the guilt, the 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 yeah. sympathy cringe of just like oh, it makes and it it's, hard to watch. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it, it makes sense. It does kind of make sense to make it, you know, oh, this is the tension that's going to hang over the whole season, right? Um, and that that's understandable, but it also means a lot of times you're going to end up dragging stuff out, right? Um, versus, I like kind of this newer model that. Um, like, one of the shows I feel like I saw it, one of the earliest shows I can remember seeing it was, like, oh, shoot, what is that show called? Uh, Homeland. Um, if you remember, uh, like, yeah. yeah, Homeland. Like, back in season two, which is, I only, I stopped after season three, but, like, in season two, it was, like, oh, the hunt for Brody, right? And it was, like, going to be this big thing. And then they catch him in, like, episode four. And it w- it felt like, like, it had been promised that, like, the whole season was going to be trying to find uh damian lewis and then and then they just like change directions in the season you know halfway through uh the expanse did that a lot too where they would do they would pull like a season finale level move halfway through the season and then like pivot to something else um, yeah and i don't know Meanwhile, it's fun barry unexpectedly is doing oh. kind of full season you know like mm-hmm. it's like you know season one builds to him killing the woman at the cop and then season two builds to like that secret coming out to, to the, you know, to his teacher. And like, so there's always this thing that's hanging and it's actually like essentially the same, the one secret that's been hanging over the show ever since the first season. Right. Um, That's this third episode. They basically blew everything up. They did. And I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know how he's going to keep all these characters in the show because they're, it's going to be harder because he broke up with, or she broke up with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he and he said he's leaving town and he gave all his money to Cuso, Cousineau. I feel like he, he had, gave a big bag of money to Cousineau and has said he's leaving town. He said he's leaving before, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, there's no more acting class. He's broken up with his girlfriend and now uh, Stephen Root's character has all of the his old, uh, the families of his old victims coming after him. Hmm. They've written themselves into a hard corner only three episodes in, so it'll be fun to see how they get out of it. Yeah. Without Barry getting killed <laughs> or caught. Well, it feels like that's probably... That that kind of feels like it's built like the shield, right? Where like that that has to be the end the end point. I mean, whether he lives or not, but like it has to be like like the shield was very, was as much as like the shield was a you know 
week to week cop show, the story that they told started in the pilot with like kind of their original sin of killing the the um, the cop that's like there to watch them, and then like that's what comes back at the end to you know bring them to justice. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It, I I just don't know how they're going to make it through this season, much less a fourth season, which they've already written. I think they've already written it, so. Yeah. They should be. They they're they're smart. They'll figure it out. I'm sure um, they will. I mean, I'm surprised at how. Uh, I don't know. Watching Barry, this is not specific to the third episode, but just in general. I'm still kind of shocked at how good it is. Like, because it fe- it keeps feeling like they keep putting, they keep going into like impossible corners, but it still manages to keep moving forward um, yeah. and get find a worse corner <laughs> to throw Barry and still being funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Dustin, I had a question about Survivor. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, God. What did you think of this week's episode? So it's interesting to me that the the Prisoner's Dilemma game, which they've played now the last two seasons, um, both players did it wrong mathematically, but they yes. were but they they were rewarded for it. Um, yes, which is oh, because you say you're always supposed to swap. Is that the statistically rule? you're supposed to swap? Um, so they played the the Monty Hall problem, which is you get you you have three three options you choose one and then they show you one uh two two are wrong one is right you pick one of the three options uh and then the dealer shows you one of the options that's remaining and that option is that he's always going to show you the uh you know some like a a, a bad outcome so mm-hmm. um so and then you're you're told you can either keep what you picked originally or you can swap and statistically you should always swap because you had a two-thirds chance of those two containing the correct answer. And you know which one is wrong, so you're not going to pick that one. So that remaining unknown option has a two-third chance of being correct. But both times, the person has not changed it, and both times, they were right. Like, they, like that saved them. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It's not, there's no problem with it being kind of like, that they do something wrong and it saves them. It's more just, um, I don't know. It's a weird thing for Survivor. Um, also, if if in either season, if that person had lost, it would have been a crap episode. So I'm not sure that it's not rigged in some Well, way. I, I was thinking about that because I was thinking it would be rigged, it, or it would be, uh, it would be fine for them to rig it. Or not not fine, but like I would, I would kind of understand it if they rigged it because they wanted it for the drama of the episode. Right. But I will say, I think, obviously, if, if that person did get eliminated, the episodes would be edited completely differently. So, um, right. Because, so, you know, there's like 10 minutes left. Yeah. Uh, when you go in, so I checked. I was like, there's 10 minutes left. There's no way she's going to lose yeah. because there's too much time left. Yeah. Uh, the thing that bothered me was so, uh, for people who watch uh, Survivor, Drea was eliminated this past week. And she was my favorite. Oh my God, that ending. She was my favorite was... to win because because I thought she was playing a really smart game until she was, yeah. this week she made the mistake of trusting Omar, who uh, has been like who's the who's, evil villain. Yeah, but secret. who's had like all the secrets and like no one you yes. know no one suspects him of anything. Um, and then she blew up everybody like in like the nicest way possible. She yeah. blew up everybody's game on the way out. Um, but the thing that was that was the most shocking to me was. She had so much more energy and like personality once she was eliminated that I was yes. like, oh, I wish you had been playing this way the whole time. Yes, like, like, whoa, she, she has a sense playing, of humor. Yeah, she was playing smart the whole time, but she was very like dry and calculated and like almost like she was trying to like control her emotions, which maybe is what she was doing. But like she was so much more engaging and, and interesting to watch like right after that. I was like, oh, if she'd been playing this way the whole time, then I think a lot more people, I mean, I hope she comes back because I think she's, she's a good player, but. Um, she was like hugging people when yeah. she got eliminated. Like, oh my god, you got me! That's so great! You yeah. are awesome. And, you and know, then, uh, yeah, some of that might have been covering uh, yeah. for the you know the frustration of being eliminated. But um, I don't know. It was I was just like I I was hoping that she would make the final, but um, you know, I don't know why Omer sold her out. He should have 
taken the idol and voted out uh, Mike and kept his idol. Um, I think the problem with that is that if you do that, and I mean, you know, this is all just guessing, but like if you do that to, to someone like Mike, then he's going to shit talk you the moment he gets back to uh, Ponderosa. The jury. And then yeah, yeah. you're not going to get votes because he, he's going he's gonna to try to turn them and tell everybody like, oh, he, you know, he can't be trusted. Look at how he stole my idol, blah, 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 blah. And like, I, think, I think it'd be hard to win. Uh, I don't know. I think m- these days people tend to vote more for who had the best game anyway. But um, if you're worried about being liked, then like that, that move is like a real big villain move. Well, until Drea blew him up, Omer has been playing like one of the best games I've ever seen because right. he's just like quietly manipulating everyone without anybody right. realizing that he's like the guy behind the scenes. Right. I mean, and the, nobody's targeting him because they don't know that he's manipulating them. Right. And I mean, the only way for him to have been—I mean, he couldn't have known that Drea was going to, you know, try to out everybody's secrets uh, as she's right. on the way out. But the only way for him to have avoided that would have been to let. Mike uh, get hit by Drea's move. Right, yeah. So, because then Drea has no reason to say anything. I'm surprised there haven't been more episodes where they, where the person going out has blown up the game. That was insane. I feel like it's, it's considered, it's kind of considered tacky, right? I mean, Drea, the way it worked out with Drea was that she was so, like, energetic and like upbeat about it that it's kind of like i feel like people didn't register that like oh she's blowing up everybody's game right now yeah um i mean obviously they know because of what she said but like it didn't feel like it It wasn't like the way that sometimes people leave and they're like you're a rat like nobody trusts you or you know people being bitter i loved it it was a great season anyway um that it's i feel like it's finally rounding into form i i admittedly was kind of less excited about this season but um now that they're almost near the end it's i'm enjoying it again yeah sorry tori what do we got we we gotta save we have to save enough time for a kung fu corner so (laughs) what are we looking at we have 1825 left okay all right should i just do it and then we can let's do it yeah (laughs) all right i don't want to miss this no no this This is is a Crazy episode. This is the necessary Kung Fu Corner. Um, so, uh, last week's... And, of course, this is really annoying because I ended on a big cliffhanger, and by the time our episode goes up, the next episode will have right. aired and resolved it. So, you know, I get that we're a week behind. But um, the Kung Fu writer staff are clearly sadistic assholes because <laughs> mm-hmm. they ended the episode by shooting Ryan. <laughs> So Russell shoots Ryan and how we get to that point was super charming. And it's like a wonderful little caper where there's a masquerade party uh, with a a secret organization. Um, uh, There's a big hammer that uh, Nikki gets her parents involved because so like they have to infiltrate this party and create a replica of the hammer to, to replace it before Russell steals it. So they have to bring in the big guns, which turn out to be their parents because the dad has all this history as a um, like art historian and he can like remake this like hammer um, like gong thingy and then uh, the mom has to do like this amazing perfect dumpling so that they so that Harmony Dumplings gets the the um, job of catering the party which gives everyone else a chance to sneak in and like you know behind the scenes change into fancy dresses with like fancy masks and like go and and do their thing um so it is just top to bottom a totally charming episode um mia finally confronts nikki about how nikki's been lying to her about how she's gonna become like a psychopath um and and then mia really appreciated that the parents were because it feels like they've been a little underutilized this season so it was good to see them have a big story arc or a big mm. subplot this season, yeah. Be involved. And it was so charming. They were both so good. And I just like that they're like parts of the Scooby gang and they have their own like strengths and they were necessary <laughs> and it was really cute. Um, 
And yeah, so it was a great, and it, you know, it's all exciting. They have this big party. Um, also, by the way, I know it wasn't quite a cape, but once again, Nikki's costuming, um, her fancy dress. So last year it was always capelets. This year she's wearing like a dress, except it's not a dress. It's just like a skirt with pants. Um, which, again, looks great when she's just kicking people, which she had to do a lot because there were a lot of guards that she had to kick in the face. Mm -hmm. So uh, big, big ups to the costumes on that one because I really like, I always like Nikki's fancy dress. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, uh, Mia tried to go after Russell and uh, Ryan tried to stop her. And Russell was like, well, I can't kill you, Mia, because I need you, but I can shoot him and then shoots Ryan. And it's very sad. Um yeah, so, like, I mean, just what a horrible cliffhanger. And, like, like who thought could, that was a good idea? You pick the one idea. person that would hurt the most to shoot. Yeah. Also, like, Sebastian doesn't even know about it. And he's a manslaughterer. Oh like, my God. what if he finds yes. out and he goes on the warpath? <sighs> That's I'm true. just saying. Um, so it'll be resolved this week. Uh, the day that this podcast comes out, so hopefully everybody, you know, tunes in. But, you know, I'm just saying, if it doesn't go well, um, I'm going to be really mad. And I'm going to You can blame the writer of the next episode. <laughs> All of the writers. I don't know. I mean, the writer of the next episode is just picking up the scraps of the writer of this episode. So. That is true. That is true. And as we know, every, every episode is obviously the... Pure uh, creation of the, that credited writer. That one writer. Yeah, it's, that one it's up writer. to them. They, it's like it's like when you did those stories where like you wrote a sentence and handed it to your friend and they wrote a sentence and you kept going. It's just whatever the last person wrote is what you have to pick up from. So yeah. It's, so uh, you know that last writer was a real real dickhole. Sound, sounds like a terrible human being. <laughs> just horrible. Um, I'm glad I do not watch this show. <laughs> It really was, I thought, the best episode of the season. It was. Um, yeah. That that doesn't sound accurate to me, but uh, in any event, that I was... I really feel like it was. That was Kung Fu Corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have 1340 left. Um, oh, can we talk about um, Kids in the Hall and the penises? Oh, sure. sure. Kids in the Hall is back, and there's full frontal male nudity. In the first That's episode. It. In the first episode, because it's on Amazon. Uh, they jump I up and down. I almost feel like I should, yeah, just jump it up and down. Just two, how many... two 60-year-old men completely naked, just jumping up and down. And I just, you know, some things are just funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and flapping, <laughs> flopping penises is one of them. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> That's all so, I have to say. So Tori's seen it. I haven't seen it yet, although I plan to. Uh, it is interesting to note that uh, two of the three Podjiba hosts are fans of Kids in the Hall, and one of the three is not. Guess no. which one isn't. <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with it, but in my limited experience with it, it was kind of dumb. Okay, I mean... You're kind of dumb. Yeah. Just this is, wait, okay. I often did confuse this one, though, with the other dumb one, uh... With Michael Ian Black, that's not the oh, same. Oh, the one. state. The state was Dave Foley in both, or was no. he just in? No, no. He was in Kids Which in one the was Hall. He in? One was Canadian. Okay. Yeah. And, and one, one was, was like NYU York. students. Yeah. Wait, Kids in the Hall is Canadian. Canadian. And it was produced oh, by Lauren okay. Michael and. Okay. Which one was Girl Drink Drunk? You remember they skit the girl drink drunk where they somebody just kept getting it was a guy I think that was Dave Foley so it must have been kids in the hall because he kept just getting drunk on um, what they called girly drinks you know bl yeah blue drinks or I think that, I'm pretty sure that's kids booty in the hall. drinks okay probably would be I and mean, that's also squash your head kids yeah in the hall. yeah 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 it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't felt know. bad because the first episode they make fun of, they kind of are like the, the premise of the rebooting of the show is that a VHS copy of their movie Brain Candy sells at a yard sale. And the $1 that it sold for is what finally, after 30 years, 
sets the like the movie has now made back its budget and so they're like the curse is lifted the kids in the hall come back from the dead and like all this stuff and so like that's the that's the inciting incident and i just feel bad that even they make fun of that movie because i remember renting that movie a lot i really liked it (laughs) did you rent it enough times that you should have just bought it oh absolutely like it would have been cheaper just to buy it yes (laughs) i did that with a lot of movies I feel like there's a certain kind of comedy that I don't like, and it is Kids in the Hall. And it's, the com- and, it's uh, good comedy. Yeah. Reno 911, I don't like that either. I just Well, that's also the state. That. Oh, it's the state people? I mean, it's okay. the same troop, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you also We're, not like they, Mr. Show? No. Oh, well, no, and I hate to say that because I love Odenkirk, but no, I don't care for it. <laughs> So you just don't like good comedy. I, is wait, what you don't like I, Mr. Show. Do you not like... I mean, I don't I don't dislike it. It just doesn't do anything for me. I don't... I think I just don't like skit comedy outside of SNL. Okay, so But that's you don't the... like SNL. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, so you just like... don't like sketch comedy. Yeah, so then why do Maybe, you watch SNL? Yeah. I just... Like, I want to be offended, but the fact that the only sketch comedy you like is SNL means, like, your your opinion is sort of void. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You have the opinion of someone who, and I, I don't, I say this as an insult to you and not anyone listening who this might apply to. <laughs> Very Someone who insult. used to work at Walmart. Oh, no, thanks. And also <laughs> recently returned to Walmart uh, and felt joy. Felt like it was a return home. I wouldn't say joy. <laughs> but you were drawn just, in by those low, low prices. Low, low prices, yes. Well, you know, I, you know, if you are a fan of SNL uh, comedy, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a show on Netflix uh, with Kyle Mooney and mm. it no, like twice. Don't. One, of, one of the greatest... <laughs> SNL the worst. cast members of the last The worst. Uh, I don't know. Can, I mean, does anyone really like Kyle Mooney? I think Rocky likes Kyle Mooney. Oh. Yeah, Kyle Mooney's but, funny. No, objectively, Kyle Mooney is the worst. I think, I don't know how he's been on this long. I think this is going to be his last year, right? Did I hear that? Uh, you might be making, you might be just, kind of hoping for that. No, I, I think it's going to be a lot of people's last year. I think Kyle Mooney may have said so. I think Kyle Mooney... P. Davidson, Kate McKinnon, Cecily Strong, they all move on. Keenan's going to stay around forever, though. And his show got canceled, so where else is he going to go? Hmm. P. Davidson showed up in the Kids in the Hall premiere. P. Davidson <laughs> showed up in the rookie season finale. Well, too bad you didn't have time to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was, yeah. that was next on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have passed on a few more of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I could get to the uh, brief cameo from Pete Davidson. He plays the uh, half brother of Nathan Fillion on The Rookie. Wait, so he's no, like three times. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Nathan I Fillion's half brother, Pete Davidson. Yeah, I think because they met on Suicide Squad, I think oh. they became friends or something, and now Pete Davidson has a recurring, occasionally recurring character. He's just there for comic relief, right? Mm. I mean, it's Pete Davidson. Yeah. I'd want to see Pete Davidson playing like a really serious character. Just Is he capable of that? Is he capable I don't know. of anything other than playing Pete Davidson? I don't know. That's why I'm, I kind of want to yeah. see it. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I just really want to think of more sketch shows to see if the, there's anything right. that yeah. Dustin... You know, it's like short oh, stories. Oh, I don't. I know I don't one, like anthologies. I know one that you like. Short stories that you because if you don't like it, you're a like terrible human stories. being. Uh, I think you should leave. See, I haven't seen it. And what part of the reason I haven't? I, I haven't watched it because it's a sketch. What? <laughs> you haven't watched? I think you should leave. Wait. Yeah. All right. Technically, a sketch show, The Muppet Show. Okay. See, does any <laughs> does anybody really like the Muppet Show? What? I mean, Dan, how much time two, is on that timer? We have do we six need twenty. To, do we need to get to I mean, an hour? Can we storm out early? <laughs> like, I mean, what if 
I just leave. I mean, it's fine. There are moments, and the the old guys are funny. But I like revisited that. I bought the like DVD set to watch with my kids, and it's like, how is this possible? How is this I possible that we too. didn't it's... know this? <sighs> <laughs> I oh just... my god. This is what happens when we freeball it. You're you're just a terrible person. I think we, that's, that's, that's what a wow, what a bombshell. <laughs> we gave you five whole minutes to talk about television, and it turns out you're like the worst. A monster? <laughs> you're a monster. Because I don't like sketch comedy. I mean, the good thing is that Dustin has fully reclaimed the role of the villain. Oh yeah, uh, probably mm-hmm. forever. Uh, Forever. This also, I finally understand uh, uh, what it feels like to be Sarah Sherman opposite Colin Jost, and just to want to just <laughs> just make up headlines about how terrible you are. <laughs> well, that was good. You see, that's the thing about sketch comedy is it's so hit and miss. But SNL, I feel like, is more hit than miss than the other ones. This is, you know, it's, it's like objectively. Did you watch Keen Peel? You watched Keen Peel. Yeah, come on. Oh, I did watch Key and Peel. And again, I really love the good skits, but there was a lot of bad skits too. Sketches. I'm supposed to say sketches, right? Somebody keeps correcting me and say, stop saying skits or sketches, yeah, and I never remember sketches. which one. No, you're supposed to say sketches. sketches. Yeah. Sketches, the bigger one. All right. Longer word is the one I'm supposed to use. Sketches. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, also the fact that you call them skits in your reviews every week, it is... I mean, that's not somebody me who's been saying somebody that, but it drives me nuts, too. <laughs> Sketches. I don't remember it now. I mean, I kind of don't know where to go from here. I'm stumped. I'm just, like, I'm boggled. Uh, okay, so... But but you're still... So, you're still into holes. <laughs> yes. Like, like mm. you will unabashedly watch... Fear the Walking Dead. Um, Terrible show, but I'll still watch it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just... And you, you run a whole website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, about pop culture. And, but I don't... And you think SNL, SNL is I don't the cover best sketch comedy. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying... I mean, it's been around for 43 years. It has. Um, and every couple I, of episodes, there's a good sketch. I think if uh, Tim Robinson's show was 43 years old, they would, uh, you know, have a lot of misses, too. You haven't seen I Think but, You Should Leave. You you have no right to comment on it. I know. It. Also, Marin you really should it watch it. It's really good. Yeah. Marin, is, Marin is weirdly obsessed with it. He's just become newly obsessed with it. Because it's really good. So he, like, wants... Yeah. Every time he has a guest on, he wants to talk to them about the people that they know on, on that. that show. Um, all right, wait. Let's move on to things that we can maybe agree on, which are just okay. facts that, you know, okay. don't require opinions. Uh, shows that are coming up. There is Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Nobody uh, wants to see it, but you'll watch it anyway. Oh, I want to see it. I really no. like Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I do too, but did, I mean, he was, his Star Wars stuff was not that, I mean, was he but, that interesting in Star Wars? Just because it's Ewan McGregor. He was also probably the most interesting in those movies. Of, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, um, I always got the sense that he was really bored sitting in front of a green screen, like more bored than the other people because he's no. not not equipped to do that no he seemed like the most into it Mm. like he was Mm. i mean i think it was hard for all of them but i have a feeling like he seemed like he was just really excited to be in star wars Mm -hmm. Mm. um i really anyway i so yeah i'm not like i haven't been really keeping up on what the show is about or nor do i really care but yeah i'll watch it for him Mm -hmm. um also hopefully there's that there's I was just going to say, hopefully it doesn't tie okay. into, uh, it doesn't have to tie into, like, you know, five future shows. It can just be the story, hopefully. Right. No, it, it, the baby is going to show up in episode three, and then it's just going to be the Mandalorian <laughs> for five episodes. <laughs> Which, again, kind of saved Book of Boba, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So we've got that. Um, there's the other whole show, Night Sky. Oh, yeah. I think it's coming yeah. up soonish. Next. I think oh, this weekend. This Friday, this weekend. I think. Yeah. Um, we've got For All Mankind coming up, which I'm the only one that watches, but it's so good. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. to. I was trying to. I was planning on catching up before it comes back. No, you're not going to catch up with that before it comes back. It's only two seasons, and I watched I know, half of I the know. first season. So I can, it's only one and a half seasons. <laughs> I can do it, Dustin. I, can, I, I, I don't watch anything else, and I don't write stand-up comedy reviews anymore, but I can catch up on <laughs> For All Mankind. Hey, so Stranger yes. Things season four comes back. Another sketch show that wasn't so good. Wait, which show? Stranger Things? Oh, wait, no, I, I was thinking Stra- uh, Strangers with Candy. Sorry. Yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah, that's coming back. Oh, oh shit. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, A, not a fucking sketch show, you ingrate. It was a, it was a parody of after-school specials. It was a single... Oh, my God. There, it was not a sketch show. And also, it's brilliant. <gasps> it's okay. It's still that same sense of humor. Oh, that's the show, folks. You were wrong and wrong. We're very lucky that we hit the timer because Tori looked like she was about to explode. She is <laughs> biting both of her fists. <laughs> uh, well, we learned some things today. Dustin's a villain. Uh, hashtag Dustin is evil. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, Dustin, hashtag I have Dustin's to, the worst. Hashtag Dustin's the worst. Uh, I feel like I was skeptical of this format, but it it was maybe maybe was we fun. should keep trying it. It's kind of fun. I liked it. I do definitely agree with Dan's point about uh, us being able to lob shows at you for your next five mm. minute okay. segment. We may all want right. to try that next week. Yeah. Um, so. All right, but we'll we'll that'll be next week. This this week is this week, and this week is over. So have a good night. Good night, good night everybody. everybody. Dustin, you're terrible. Fuck it, it's just with candy, it's not a sketch out! <laughs>